everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. My name is Stephen Dutzman, and I'm your host, and I am joined, as always, by two of my very best friends in the whole entire world. We're, we're one uh, one woman down this week, uh, because our good friend Linda is sick, so everyone, um, send your love to her. Um, she has laryngitis. Today was uh, parent-teacher conferences. We all know she's a first-grade teacher, so she did a whole lot of talking, and she did not have it in her to talk about games however uh she sends everyone her best she will be back after the holiday um but this is still a good team i mean linda is amazing okay and borderline irreplaceable i would say specifically entirely irreplaceable but um this crew is pretty good to my uh on the top row to my right or left i don't know these words are all made up is my good buddy the man behind the curtain john tomlinson sir how are you i am snappy today You're snappy today that's a that's, in the biz guys we call that um we call that a, a lead right like we're like hook we're yeah. hooking you what's the hook we're gonna get you trust me that will all make sense soon speaking of my uh my fellow snappy people um dominating the entire bottom row um, really holding the whole podcast up on her shoulders is uh, my very best friend in the whole wide world, the princess of power, Amanda Farrow. Amanda, how are you? It's podcast week. It's, it's podcast, podcast night. Week. I'm so happy. It's I true. love podcast night. Yep. You um, <laughs> you are. Um, it's been, it, it's not like we don't talk every day. Multiple. It's times true. We do. We do literally every talk every day. Um. But, uh, you know, it is always a special day when uh, we get to come together and celebrate video games and board games and friendship uh, and all of that sure. stuff. Also, well, we wouldn't have this show without our super fans. So obviously, welcome to Season of the Sea Witch, who is new, but nevertheless awesome. And Mega Mom, who uh, not only resubscribed, uh, but also gave out a community sub. So uh, thank you very hey. much, Mega Mom. We appreciate that. Uh, she says we look like Mickey ears, and you know what? It's not wrong. It's not wrong. Um, so uh, big week, big couple of weeks. I think um, we have. This is in fact a wholesome podcast. Um, the, a lot of stuff happened in the last two weeks, video game wise. We got some cool kickstarters on for from in the board game space, um, and. Uh, we're staring down probably the biggest. I mean, for me. And my, for my money, the biggest family gaming release of the year this Friday, which is Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, you know, I mean, everybody else can do some stuff and, you know, but like it, a new Pokemon generation is insane. We'll obviously be talking more about that as the year goes on. Um, interesting things to talk about, uh, about my family's opinions on that game, because it's very different than normal. Um, but before we go too much farther, um, I do want to say this is episode 292. We're ever really closer, ever closer to episode 300, which is uh, really exciting. Um, what's kind of wild is I think episode 300 will be, if I'm doing the math right, I think episode 300 will be around EFG Con. Um, 
so we may have to we may have to do some stuff about that uh, because episode 300 very big deal obviously we've been doing this a very long time um Fair. so very excited about that so um let's talk about some video games because the reality is um we've got some some big ones now um let's just get it out of the way this is the last one on the list that I typed, but I think it's probably the biggest one. Um, and this is uh, Marvel Snap. We're being snapped today. We all today. snapping. We all snapping. So Marvel Snap, for those of you that do not know, um, and how could you not? Um, but if you don't know, Marvel Snap is a mobile collectible card game from the Marvel team. You can team. also play it on you can also play it on PC. <laughs> but you can also play it on PC. But I think it's primary I think that's kind of a concession. Better on mobile. It's definitely designed for mobile. Um and uh it is uh, it, it was announced kind of randomly. By the way, if you hear coughing in the background, um everyone in my everyone in my house uh has the flu. <laughs> so there's that. Um that. I'm I'm powering through, but I and I've been fine so far. But I'm feeling it in my shoulders. So if I get a little white by the end of the episode, I'm either looking at the show notes, or I'm very sick. We'll we'll deal with it. Um, so the show must go on, though, right, guys? So um, Marvel Snap on. was announced kind of randomly, and I don't know about the two of you guys. I was like, cool, and then was like, we'll 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 see if it's good. Right? No, I was really excited right out of the gate because I knew who was designing it. All right. Well, once again, Amanda had the benefit of her deep industry insights. Um, I just didn't want to get – for me, I didn't want to get excited because I was like, you That's know what, fair. we'll find out. Um, Thomason, what about you? When this was announced, were you all in or were or what? I don't play card games. Okay. I really don't play. I really? Games. I tried. <gasps> and they I tried got with you. Hearthstone and everything. And I am collector level 436 and bronze 28 in Marble Snap. And I just, I play so, too much. I play all day. So, John, you're ahead of me. And that's yeah. saying something because I play a lot of Marvel Snap. Yeah. There was one, the first Saturday I played, I literally played just for a day and a half. Like, <laughs> and then just like when I go to the bathroom, um, you know, while I'm snuggling, like for the end of the night, it's like in my hand when we, when we go out for food or anything, she's playing Animal Crossing Pocket Camp and I, I, Pull out Marvel Snap and get a couple rounds in. It's 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 a lot. So I I think very thing, addicting. I think the thing that really helps it is that the games are only six turns long. Yeah. Um, because the thing about Hearthstone, the thing about Magic, right? You know, MTG Arena has oh, a mobile gosh. version. The thing about Magic is some of those games can take hours. They go right? on for um, such a long time, and you know, hours is probably you know how long it feels like they go on for potentially like 20 minutes and that's tough yeah exactly whereas marvel snap is a snap the game the turn the games are six turns long they don't they don't overstay their welcome um which also the the thing that i like about it is if you're going to lose you lose fast whereas you know in hearthstone or in um magic you could just lose 
because your opponent had inevitability and just grinded you out. And so your choice is to either concede early, which, by the way, I, I don't like conceding. I want to make them beat me. I never me. do. Yeah. Um, and so, like, here there's no point. Like, they're going to beat you, but, like, you're in until the end. And if you lose, you lose. It's over. Um, you know, and it's but it's only six turns. And so I think that really helps. Um, okay, Mega Mom says the only exception is if you end up in the infinite loop of Odin triggering Odin, which is that's a deep cut that I admit I do not understand. However, um, because full disclosure to everybody else, um, I played this. Weird. I played this. Um, I got through the tutorial, and I felt the pull, and I went, you know what? Nope. <laughs> I need to. I, I you know what? I will play it. Um, when I have a job, <laughs> um, cause this felt, like it, it felt to me like, uh, it, it absolutely felt to me like it was going to be pulling at me the same way that World of Warcraft does. And, um, I don't, I only need one of those in my life. Um, That's fair. so with that said, that is a, that is one of the signs of a, of a really good game and a really well-designed game is when I can see it and I can just tell like, wow, this is immaculate. It looks cool that just the way that the cards slap down on the table, it's just really satisfying. Mm. And it's really, it's mm. a game that really couldn't exist physically, um, which I really, really dig. Um, so, and the art, the art's beautiful for, oh. from being a comic book guy all my life. It's just, so amazing that you don't the uh the season pass is only ten dollars or 15 for the premium but you don't need it like it's only like a couple cards and then like bonus to unlock other stuff faster so like it's not that bad it's really not (laughs) i agree um I'll, i'll i i will likely it will be hard to resist its siren song for long. Um, it broke I... me from Candy Crush. I told you in the pre-show. I, I don't know how. Like I'm level forty six hundred or something in Candy Crush, and now I'm out. I haven't that's... played it in two two weeks. That's, that's impressive. That's saying yeah. something um, yeah. that it took that. So I so that's Marvel Snap. It is like like we said, it's on mobile. Um, it is also available on PC, um, but mm-hmm. again, I feel like it's best on mobile. Uh, I feel like the yeah. PC thing is more of a concession to say, yeah, it's available on PC also, um, but really, it's a mobile game, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's taking the world by storm. You know what? I knew that it was going to be big when I went on Twitter and I saw um, the Besties podcast, those guys saying um, Marvel Snap is the game of the year don't at me. And I was like, what? And then I went into the comments, which I do not do very often. I clicked on that tweet to read the replies. And I do not do that about spicy video game takes because the world is a bad place. Um, and That's you know a what? Bad time. You know what? Yeah. Um, the first like 15 comments were people being, were the worst comment was that's a spicy take, but I'll allow it. Yeah. That was the, that was the most negative comment. And um, everybody else was like, yeah, you know what? I can see it if that's your thing. Yeah, you know what? I really love it. And in a year when we have Elden Ring 
and God of War Ragnarok. I for know. To very comfortably say, yeah, you know what? This like free to play like mobile card game <laughs> featuring Marvel characters, where like you know, it's game of the yeah, year. It's, like it's just crazy. I, it'll be really interesting to it, see. It snuck up on me a yep. lot. Like I, I've been waiting every second from the credits of the last God of War to this, yep. and as. Unless I'm next to my PS5, I'm playing Marvel yeah, Snap. Absolutely. <laughs> so, um, so that is Marvel Snap. Speaking of games that have their hooks in people, I want to talk about a game that has had its fangs in me. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> and that is uh, Vampire Survivors. Um, Mr. Tomlinson, have you ever heard of this one? I heard about it. I watched the trailer uh, two weeks ago when we uh, spoke about it for a few minutes. It, lo- it looks like that old uh, Smash TV that we used to play when we were kids in the arcades and stuff like that. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm it, in for it. It looks like that, but it is so much more. I know, um, it's so much more. Vampire Survivors is a... Um, it's out, it, it is out right now. It's on Steam. Um, it's on Xbox Game Pass. Um, it's go. I don't know if it's on Switch yet. I don't believe it is, but I'm sure it will be on at some point. Um, the um, listen, I can make bold predictions. You, your vast industry knowledge cannot overpower my. I am not overpowering anything. I was just shaking my head. All I did. Um. So anyway, Vampire Survivors. Basically, it is a um, it's a roguelike twin stick shooter. Um, and you play as characters that are vaguely Castlevania-ish, um, and you roll through various levels, and the idea is, over time, um, you level up your weapons, and you you are the bullet hell, is the is the kind of the tagline, where basically, as the game progresses, you are just emanating just this aura of like bullets and whips and throwing daggers and birds that fly around you and then the garlic shield and whatever and the idea is your job is to kind of survive but then there are objectives within each level that you're trying to complete um and you know treasures that you're trying to find and the monsters get progressively more powerful um and while you're fighting the monsters you find treasure chests that give you gold and you keep the gold in between fights um so that you can spend those to upgrade your characters, et cetera, et cetera. It's that kind of thing. Um, it is way better than it has any right to be. Um, the characters are all very subtle differences, you know, in that there's only a little bit between each one. They have each have a starting weapon and they'll have like a different like power. But other than that, mm-hmm. they're just the same dude and just with different pixels. And uh, it turns out that you know, you can build the, depending on what drops in your first couple of kills or your first time, couple of levels, you have these elaborate builds of, oh, well, if you get this, then you need to get this other thing because it combos off of that. And then if you're getting these two things, it creates a new thing. thing. And eventually you get them exactly, you get two things, they eventually combo out and to do something absolutely bananas. Um, and it is just so cool to watch it and it is so satisfying to like get to the end game of each stage because each one only lasts a half hour tops um and uh when you get to that like 25 minute mark and you are just 
a, you're a monster. And if your combo went right, if your combo didn't go right, you didn't, you don't make it to 25 minutes. They overpower you. The monsters come in the thousands. Um, but if you um, if you do make it, then you uh, you just have this machine. So it's got like this really cool engine building mechanic to me. That's kind of how it feels to me is that I'm building a little engine based on my you know my favorite pieces, and you can experiment with other ones. Um, it's if you have an Xbox, I feel like this is absolutely required playing right now if you have Xbox Game Pass. I think it is very cool. This is going to be, um, you know how we talk about, and I'll talk about this on social when we kind of unle- unleash this campaign. We talk a lot about if you're going to if you set the Xbox up mm-hmm. and give yourself a, um, a, a, a simple game to play on Christmas morning while you wait for other things to download for updates. This is absolutely a game that's, that suits for that because you'll be able to download it quickly. It'll be right there. It's pick up and play. It's very easy. Is it, it's not inappropriate for families. It says vampire survivors, but like it's Castlevania on the SN on the NES. Um, and so this is going to be, you know, like last year I was talking about mighty goose and I was like, yeah, just get Mighty Goose. It's a cool little tank game, and you're, drive, you're a goose driving a tank. And I was like, it's a quick little thing. You'll probably never play it. The difference is, this is one of those games that, you know, you might while you're downloading Halo, maybe you play it. And then, you know what? Maybe you just don't play Halo for a little bit because you're playing Vampire Survivors, and that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Amanda, what do you think? I know that you've played this game also. I have played this game a lot. I really... I caught on to it in the summertime after my husband was like playing it on his steam deck when we were in canada i was like all right i mean this game looks kind of cool but i don't really see the appeal and then i started playing it and i was like and then you saw the appeal and it is really fantastic the design of it is elegant where it feels like you're spending zero time playing it and then you blink and like 20 minutes have gone by and you're like i haven't looked up in 20 minutes oh my goodness um but yeah i really really enjoy vampire survivors i think that it is just so sticky and it's simple right i love i love 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 games that are elegant in their design and force me to think differently. So that's yep. what Vampire Survivors has done for me. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. I absolutely love this game. Um, it is so much better than it has any right to be. And I know I say, I throw that around a lot, but like this is one of those games that just, it is so much better than the sum of its parts. It is very cool. Um, and I haven't even unlocked all the characters. You know, there's a big old character unlock screen. And like I've unlocked like, a dog and you know just like some wild stuff um and i know that more are coming you know as far as like unlocking more characters like i, I definitely have not filled out that entire screen um and i just can't wait to see what other stupid stuff they come up because as you unlock characters a lot of them have a weapon that they bring with them and that is like you play that and then you can unlock their weapon for use as other characters. And that adds that into the rotation, which adds a whole nother layer of what happens if you combo these things together, etc. Wait so, till you unlock the lady that throws cats. There's a lady that throws cats. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds pretty awesome. It's um, pretty great. So, so that is vampire survivors. Huge fan of that game. Um, can't wait to see it. Um, all right, is it grown-up time? 
Can I we think have a little so. bit of grown-up time? Yeah. Um, so, a um, little game came out last week for the grown-ups. Definitely not for the kids. Um, God of War Ragnarok. Um, I am not finished with this game. It is much longer than the first one. Well, a lot. the last one. <laughs> I yeah. can't. What's crazy about this is we can't say it's the first one. Yeah. Right, God of War 2018. It's like was... the re. It's like the reboot, essentially, of the series. Yeah. So I am, but I am a number of hours into this game, um, mm-hmm. and um, it is the 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 best thing I can say about it is um, the narrative picks up pretty much right where you left off before. Obviously, some time passes, but it if it just goes. And it starts, and they do, they're doing the same thing, where they, there's no jump cuts. There's you're just following Kratos around as he's going on this adventure with his son. And there's a bigger mystery, and there's more stuff to do. Um, and I'm not gonna spoil stuff, but like, man, number one, um, fastest that a video game has ever made me cry ever. Oh, um, really? And that's saying something for yeah. a game that's like just a crazy old action game, right? Like at the end of the day, God of War back in the day when it was originally invent, when it was originally released, it was a pulpy, like just like crazy action game. Like it wasn't meant to be taken seriously. It was meant no, to not be really. an arcade game. It was just, you know, it had a plot, but like, you know, a plot with a lowercase P because really the gameplay was blades of chaos spinning around being like a tornado. But now it has all that stuff, but also it has like this really deep and emotional story. And maybe it's just me as a dad of two teenage sons going through them, kind of learning about themselves and their life and, you know, kind of becoming their own um, and trying to help navigate crazy stuff in the world, you know, yeah. like, that's that, reasonable. That hits me in a way that I did not necessarily expect it to. <laughs> but also, um, and I'm sure John will have some comments too. Uh, it's also freaking gorgeous. Like every Absolutely. frame of animation is immaculate. Yeah, every I have frame. one of those nice uh, uh, LG C1, uh, you know, made for 4K gaming tvs and it's just amazing like yeah. I, I love it uh season of the sea witch just sits there and she just watches me play every night she it's, loves it it's astonishing how pretty it is i took a picture yeah. of the start because the the very first scene is kratos breathing in a cave not a spoiler mm-hmm. beginning of the game he's in a cave um, so and if you want you could uh watch me on twitch i will be streaming it every night so We'll put that in the Every chat. night I play. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The the opening scene legit is him uh sitting in a cave and I took and just breathing. Literally just breathing. And I took a short video of it and I sent it to my parents and my sister and I was like, Yeah, video games. And all of them were like, Whoa. Because it's yeah. just it's just it's ju- literally just him breathing and it was out of control let alone you know him going through these absolutely gorgeous environments and fighting these crazy monsters etc so um here's my advice if you have a playstation 5 
It does apparently run pretty well on PlayStation 4. I can't speak to that uh, firsthand, but from the, according to the internet, it was designed to work on the PS4, and then they improved it to work on the PS5. So if you have a PS4, um, this is a must-play um, for the grown-ups. Obviously, this is not necessarily inappropriate. This is not necessarily appropriate for the kids. With that said, after you play it, if you want to share it with them, certainly fine. It's not as crass as some of the older versions, um, but uh, you know, but it is. I mean, it is the God of War fighting dudes with a big old axe. So, uh, and he does axe things with that axe, among other stuff. So uh, it's kind of gory. Um, but for uh, for something to do when the kids go to bed. This is a this is a must play uh, as far as narrative games go. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, and as Tom as Tomlinson said, he he has been streaming it over on Twitch, um, and we'll put the um, link in the show notes. Oh look at that! Oh, you've been playing it on PS4. Oh, well, that. so I bought the ten dollar upgrade. When I'm done with it, I give it to my father who has my old PS4, and oh. then he will play through it. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. Yeah, I was gonna say sorry. I was muted because my dogs were barking, but I love that. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I mean, that's an awesome. <laughs> so the first one didn't hit him as hit my father as much as it hit me, just because like you know, like the the way that first game is, where it is a distant father coming to grips, being alone with a son that he didn't really take care of. And then this game is just from the jump, like he's letting his son lead a little. And there's so much to that. It's so beautiful. And just the handoff to that and letting him find his own way. That's the other thing. It's without spoilers, that's it feels like that journey of growth that is maturity that, like, we're seeing from a different side because we saw all those other games. We all we played those, and yeah. now we're playing this other one, and it's so much more mature. While the stories mature as well, like it just, it, it, it's watching it grow up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, and I think it's a great example of how video games have progressed as a medium, and mm-hmm. the fact that, um, you know, you can have the same properties. And just kind of express them in different ways, you know. Um, so that is God of War Ragnarok. Uh, again, you know, it's not going to find its way on any EFG Essentials lists uh, for family gamers. Um, however, um, it, it, you know, we when we do our Game of the Year list, you know, when we do our one game per ESRB rating, that M rating group is... It's going to be rather complicated to pick a to do some king making there. So that'll be interesting uh, when we sit down, not all that long from now, to make that decision. Um, quickly going through the video game release calendar. Um, the uh, first, I want to talk about three games that have come out already but are being re-released on different consoles. Uh, first is uh, Smurfs Cart. Everyone's favorite new kart racer uh, is hitting Switch today. Or is it today? Hold on. So powerful. Yeah, that's today. today um, yep. Smurfs kart hitting the Switch. Last uh, last podcast, we talked about it. It was on everything else. Um, yep. Little delay with the Switch version. It happens. Next, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, it's coming to PlayStation 5. 
And I didn't believe it. I was like, this seems like a weird thing. Like, is this an error? And it turns out, no, the, the, X, uh, the uh, PlayStation 5 was the only console it didn't release at initially. There must have been some kind of an issue uh, with CERT or something like that. But they fixed it. Well, also, they now. probably uh, waited because it released on Game Pass. So it may have been an exclusive window for like 90 days or something like that. Oh, uh, maybe. Who knows? Um, either way, <laughs> there was a delay. Um, yep. Fun fact, uh, in, anybody, in case anybody's really curious about video game soundtracks, the video game soundtrack for TMNT Shredder's Revenge is ridiculous. Um, the Shredder theme has the Wu-Tang Clan, <laughs> um, and I didn't realize that until like I was just kind of listening to it. And yeah, the, the theme, um, hold on. Interesting. It's now, one of the smartest made games this year. Yeah. Um, Just, all right. So it, it, it checks all the boxes with the nostalgia. It the sounds and the feel of the game just feels like a thirty-year-old. Yeah. Oh yeah. Up um. So game. the the Shredder theme is uh, "We Ain't Came to Lose" by Raekwon and Ghostface Killer. Um. And now. <laughs> You might look at the screen and go, wow, Steve, you don't strike me as someone who would know who Raekwon and Ghostface Killer are. But first off, Raekwon the Chef is amazing. And I am a huge Wu-Tang fan. The, uh, believe it or not, uh, Wu-Tang Clan uh, Triumph, um, first uh, CD I ever bought. Um, I love that um, so much. That that. Uh, it was the the first they and when I bought it, the guy was like, you know what you should do? This seems a little like you should buy this uh, Smashing Pumpkins CD instead. Instead, and I said, <laughs> sir, I appreciate you, but please sell me this Wu Tang Clan album. And he did. That's it. Um, and so the the, the TMT Shredder's Revenge, Mega Man, Mega Mom in the chat saying it's so good. No joke, TMT Shredder's Revenge is. It is every bit as good as it deserves to be. It is such an awesome homage to the games that we enjoyed playing when we were kids. And really, like, what I want is I want, like, X-Men Magneto's Revenge and, like, The Simpsons Mr. Burns Revenge. Like, just make more... And just remake all the really awesome arcade brawlers. Um, just the same. I team. would not be mad about that. And give us an X Men. Give us this. I- I'm not a Simpsons guy, but the Simpsons are. Oh game. no no! Sideshow Bob's Revenge. Sideshow Bob's Revenge. Good job. Good job. Good job. Um, and like, listen. Uh, and but but the key is. Um, the end boss theme has to be done by various members of the Wu Tang Clan. Like that's my only. Yeah. Like, Seems that's like my a only fair concession, you know, yeah. like a Magneto oh. theme as done by Method Man. Like, just think about it, okay? Um, <laughs> I, anyway. I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that is so it's out, it's out again. Um, I'm gonna be talking about TMNT Shredder's Revenge a lot as we get towards the end of the year. Um, and also Marvel Spider Man Miles Morales coming to PC, which is really interesting that Sony is slowly starting to drip. Slowly is not even the right word anymore. Now they are starting to stream all of their various games out onto PC. Um, so the the my favorite part about Sony games coming to PC is all the people that then mod it to put like yep. Thomas the Tank in in every single one of them because it's like welcome to the skyrim treatment everybody um i'm just waiting until i get to play spider-man as macho man randy savage 
And once I do that, then my my you're whole unstoppable. Life... You mean uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Bonesaw. 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 I mean, listen. Bonesaw. Play as Bonesaw McGraw. And so, and then the end of this week, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Today was Tuesday on the Pokemon uh, social media channels where they were uh, they were putting it out and they wanted everybody to choose their allegiance. Which um, Pokemon are they getting as their starter? Um, do, am I, are, do either of you guys have opinions? Because I'm getting Quaxley. Quaxley is my boy. I haven't, I haven't decided yet, yeah. honestly. I'm still thinking about it. I'm still That's thinking fair. about That's it. Fair. So uh, in the chat, if you have already decided, please uh, let me know. I'm I have been committed to Quaxley since the announcement. I have so I mean, far, that's true. in spite of it is true, I've been loyal to uh, to Quaxley. Um, I have managed to be mostly unspoiled, in spite of the fact that that game. Uh, a ROM hack was leaked like two weeks ago, and people have been streaming it on TikTok because um, Pokemon Company is not very good at taking down TikTok streams. Um, who is really? Um, and so I, but I've managed to be mostly un, uh, unspoiled. Um, I really can't wait. So um, that, and obviously this is the biggest family game release of the year. You know, I mean, it'd be different if there was a Mario or a Zelda or something like. Kirby was great. But Kirby was very cool. But I'm sorry, Kirby. This is Pokemon. It's like it's it's tough. It's tough. Um, oh, Mega Mom saying they usually pick a starter that the oldest doesn't, uh, but they consistently choose Fire. So Mega Mom looks like looks like Mega Mom's free to go with Quaxley. So Mega Mom and I might be Team Duck. We'll find out on Friday. Um. So those are the game releases. We do have two interesting Kickstarters uh, for the board game space that I just wanted to highlight relatively quickly. Normally, this is Linda's shtick. However... You know what we missed, though? What did we miss? From the video game calendar. Oh, we my didn't get to talk I... about Pentiment. Pentiment. Oh, my God. You're right, because I skipped to the end. Um, this is another one for the grown-ups. Amanda, you had some colorful phrasing. Um, I did, but I'm not the... saying it on this show. I'm not say saying it. This is in the pre-show. She in the when we were doing our pre pre-show meeting, everyone. Amanda had some strong language to talk about uh, this game in a in good the way. Best way, Amanda. Tell in the us, best way. Tell us in an, an EFG appropriate way. How good okay. is Pentiment? Okay, so you know how I love Civ, right? And you know how, like, I am all about history and all of that nonsense. Imagine for a moment, if you will, that a bunch of history dorks got together that have a great passion for 16th century uh, European nonsense and then made a murder mystery out of it. Mm -hmm. And didn't just make a murder mystery out of it. They turned it into a freaking book that would have been created in that time, in the early, early years, like just before, just before we got printing presses in that, from that area, quite frankly, because this is it, like, it is unbelievable. I have sat down, I was playing this game, the, the little, the little sensational touches. I didn't get to like the grown up part really until just before I started recording and I like I sat down to record um, where the murder actually happened. 
prior to that, there's some strong language, but for the most part, it is just so bang on with all of its historical goodies. Yep. And anytime that there is something that you might not know, they underline it and they give you the opportunity to zoom out and look at like a glossary entry based specifically on that word and what it is. Because I was like, I don't remember what a diet is with regards to like a political like a political organization. So it's just like it explained it to me. And I'm like, oh man. That is super, super cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, my tiny human came to say goodnight. Hi, goodnight. Yeah. Goodnight, tiny human. Goodnight. I love you. Love you. One day she's going to podcast with us. Yeah, sure. She'd be super down for it. She'd be super down for it. So, yeah, Pentiment is fantastic, especially if you are a history dork like me. I love history so much. I my familiarity with like 16th century history isn't great. I'm more like 17th, 18th century personally, but 16th century is very very cool. So it's been a ton of fun like really digging in and getting to pick apart interesting historical goodies. I'm putting And also I get to solve a murder mystery now. I put a YouTube link in the chat for those folks that may want to take a look at the trailer and get an idea of the aesthetic uh, to go along with all the stuff that Amanda is describing. Um, this is definitely, I mean, I want to be clear. I have, uh, having watched some footage of this game, it earns its M rating. So please do not it does. let it. It Don't uh, let the aesthetic fool you. Yeah, the aesthetic is definitely, because what's really interesting is I saw the aesthetic, because this has been teased for a little bit. It had been shown at a few shows. Um, you know, I've seen the trailer, because this is one of those games that was quietly being very, you know, I mean, this is from Obsidian. So, like, people wanted it is. this game. Um, yeah. And so Josh I, Sawyer, as narrative director and as game director, did an incredible job. And he's a huge history buff. If you follow him on Twitter, you should definitely follow him on Twitter, because he's always putting, like, interesting history nuggets out there. It's, I knew this game had to be coming at some point, or something like it had to be coming at some point. That sounds awesome. Um so uh it it earns its m rating so i just want to share that um does that mean it's i mean at the end of the day y'all know your y'all know your family better than me but it earns its m rating so um and that is pentiment just to give y'all an idea um ign gave this a 10. so this is not just me and amanda you know coming out of left field like this game is being very critically acclaimed it's glorious Um, this is one of those games that I think is going to be really sad that it came out now. Um, because I feel like if this game came out this summer, um, there would be Game of the Year talk and like all sorts of stuff like that because of how much people really like it. Um, and because it came out like the week after the cutoff for Game of the Year voting for the Game Awards and things like that, I think that's going to be a challenge for it. Um, but we shall see. I, I mean, not like that really matters heading towards game of the year for me i mean listen that says some stuff says some stuff i love video games y'all so uh let's talk about some kickstarters the first one is a dungeons and dragons and this is this is a dungeons and dragons source book um that i forgot to put in the show notes i'm gonna put it right here um yo check it out check it out guys Uh, This is called Dr. Drolin's Dictionary of Dinosaurs. This is a 5th edition uh, paleontology-themed role-playing game supplement. 
Interesting. Now, you might be saying to yourself, Steve, what do you mean paleontology themed? Well, I'll tell you what paleontology themed. This is a this is a Dungeons and Dragons supplement that is um, intended to bring real science into your Dungeons and Dragons table with regards to not weird to, science. Not weird science. But I mean everything Dungeons and Dragons related becomes weird science. Um It's true. But, but this is bringing like real dinosaurs into your Dungeons and Dragons table, 30 of them, no less. Um, and uh, and more are coming because it still has six days to go and they're adding more dinosaurs as part of the, um, as part of the, uh, what do they call the stretch goals? So for example, they have the Megalosaurus, Microraptors, you know, Tyrannosaurus, young, um, uh, the Magarosaurus, the Mastodontosaurus, etc. Like they're going, they're going crazy, right? But it also has new subclasses, new races, um, and a whole bunch of other. Oh, that's not the right one. Sorry, guys. Meant to grab this one. My bad. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Did I not put it in? No, oh. I did though. I oh, fixed thank it. You. So I, I, I encourage I everybody to take a look at this one um, because I think it's super cool. Um, but you got the next one. The next one is uh, kids' table board games. The other people we've talked about them before. Um, they did food fight. Um, they uh, and so and we've talked about that one a lot. They're they're the covers of their games all have a very distinctive style. All of their mm -hmm. games are family weight and family appropriate. And this is Maple Valley, which is a straight up strategy game. Really, just ain't other way to describe it. This is a straight up strategy game. Um, I'm mad about that. And it looks so cool. Um, if you click the link, you see it's got this absolutely gorgeous animal art style. Like, this is kind of like Richard Scary kind of stuff um, that I really absolutely love. But this is a meaty game. One to five players, eight plus, but sixty minutes playtime. This is a, this is not oh, a baby game. Oh yeah, that's that's crunchy. Um, and but it's still a family weight game. Um, it's set. The idea is that it's set collection, but there's there, there's a lot going on here. Um, and yeah, I I think this is one of those games that. Um, I can't wait to see it at PAX Unplugged, where, where I will be uh, in the next, uh, man, at, at this point, it's like two-ish weeks away. Um, it's the first weekend in December. Um, so I will likely see it there. The Kickstarter will be ongoing at that point. And because uh, the Kickstarter just went live today. So this is one of those games that I'm sure Linda and I will uh, will have taken a look at. And we will report back once we have actually played it. But I'm really excited. Everything that Kids Table Board Games does turns out good. They have not missed yet. So uh, this one looks pretty great. And the last Kickstarter is called Fit to Print. And I'm mentioning this one um, largely because I think the theme is really cool. The idea is you are animal people making an old-timey newspaper. And so the idea is, in the beginning, you go around drafting different components to put in your newspaper. Images, articles, advertisements um you know etc right and the and then over time and then you build your newspaper so your board is the blank paper but it's a grid and you have to put the various shapes 
onto the board, um, but there are limitations. For example, you can't put two pictures next to each other. You can't, you know, whatever. There are different um, limitations, obviously, because there is the style of the newspaper. And so what you're trying to do is put everything on there that's fit to print. See, you're fitting the shapes on there. You get it? It's pretty cool. Um, I think this looks really cool. Um, I love that whole like drafting stuff of different sizes and kind of putting it down there. Um, it's got like a blockus feel to it with like a flavor. Okay, um, very and, interesting. Um, yeah, I just think it's very neat. It's on Kickstarter now. It's got a little bit of time. Uh, so this is not like, you know, panic mode. Um, <laughs> but this is another one that I'm very excited about. Um, I also really love the old timey aesthetic on the box, um, you know. And it's also inexpensive because it's only $29 uh, plus shipping, mm. which is great for a tile laying game. Um, and yeah, I mean, the folks that have previewed it so far um, have all had, you know, really positive stuff to say. Because I mean, the idea is you're drafting, but then there's this real time element of just throwing stuff down on your board, which I think is really kind of chaotic, which I really do. Mm -hmm. So those are Kickstarters. I, of these three, the one I'm most excited about is dinosaurs in my D&D uh, &D 5th edition, um, just because I like dinosaurs. Who doesn't love dinosaurs? Um, and, um, you know, they have a druid subclass that's all about dinosaurs. Like, what else do you want? Um, Honestly, I don't know. So, uh, so those are the games. Um, so let's talk about let's move on to the news because we've because we you know we've been doing this a lot and we got to cruise through some things let's just talk about the biggest news of the last month or so without question the biggest news for the engaged family gaming community um and and that is and i think no one is going to argue that um and that is that amanda teamed up with another longtime friend of the show, my BFF, Dr. Rachel Cowart, and the two of them wrote the damn book. We did the damn thing. They wrote the damn book. So for those of you who are curious, um, let me go ahead it. and put a link in the chat. Um, and I may or may not have my copy right here. It's right here. There it is. Oh, look Editor at you. copy. Look at you. You're smart and like inverted your camera correctly. So um, the book is entitled Digital Playgrounds, Our Kids and Video Games. Amanda, um, I don't I'm not going to talk about your book anymore because I do it a lot. Tell me, <laughs> um, how's it feel to have written the book on it? Weird, because there's four more books coming. I mean, it's true. This is going to be uh, this is this is going to be a, a a labor for a number of years. Um, it is. So, this has been in process for most of the last year, right? More than that. Yeah, yeah. So we started. We started planning. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it might have been like March or something so, yeah. like that. Um, thankfully, like the rest of the book should go a little bit faster. Namely because, you know, we've got, you know, we've got a lot of the underpinnings finally done. But, um, but yeah, so when, when Rachel and I started, started talking, we're just like, dude, we should write a book. And we started, we started talking to publishers about it, but we hadn't found, we hadn't found the right fit yet. So we ended up just kind of, you know, we had this proposal and it was fine. But she did the legwork for the publishing. 
Like, she really did. She's the one that found us a publisher, and we are being published through um, Carnegie Mellon Press, which is Carnegie Mellon University, which is ETC Press. Mm-hmm. And the the first book is actually just, it's just a primer. Like, that's that's all it is, is it's just setting you up to learn more about kids and video games, especially for parents that don't necessarily have a lot of experience with that, right? So that's what our that's what our goal was was to make to make things more accessible for parents that don't understand games. Where honestly, I wrote this for a lot of the parents that I like I share a neighborhood with, right? That's essentially what I did or what we did rather. And the subsequent books um are going to really dive in depth in a lot of a, a lot of different categories including like the next book we're going to be diving into games um as creative and toxic outlets and things that parents need to be familiar with when when talking to their kids about you know about what they need to know about being in digital playgrounds but the whole series is called digital playgrounds so so yeah it actually the whole process was really simple because what I did is I laid out what I wanted to say and then I'd flag it in Google Docs and be like, Rachel, I need research. <laughs> Rachel, put research in here, please. Please do help your Amanda with research. Um, and yeah, we kind of just we kind of just went from there. So it's been a really organic and really wonderful process. And Rachel is the legitimate best. And I don't have to tell you all that because Rachel has been has been here. So so yeah. The, the yeah. book is really cool. Um, you can you can pick it up through the um, ETC Press website, which is great. We're also building out a website of our own right now. I will have books with me basically wherever in the heck I go mm-hmm. uh, uh, to like conventions and stuff. So if you see me at a convention, you're like, Manda, do you have any books? I'll be like, I got you because I'm always going to have books. Great. This is one of those things, I mean, when you told me, I was immediately super excited for you because I know that you and Rachel needed to work together. Um, and I'm sorry, you and Dr. Coward needed to work together. And so um, I think this was a, you know, th- this was kind of an inevitability. Um, and I'm super glad that I, uh, I I'm going to take some credit for uh, sticking the two of you into the same space together. Um even though I don't know if that's necessarily how it works, I mean, but I'm going to take it credit honestly, anyway. No, it um, honestly was. Like, you're the reason that we we started working together because we did a panel together, all of us, at PAX East. Yep. And that was, like, my very first interaction with Rachel was at that point. So, you, yeah, you're absolutely responsible because, you know, you're just like, hey, we should do a panel. And I'm like, hey, we should do a panel. And that's and then, what happened. And uh, yeah, it was it was that was a good time. Um, ho- hopefully, there will be many more. So, um, if you're interested in the book, um, as you can imagine, there will be much discussion of it and its siblings as they arrive. So, uh, if if you don't pick it up now, don't worry. Uh, you'll have plenty of chances as we talk about it through most of uh, EFG's content moving forward add into the infinite so um so that's obviously biggest news in gaming for us uh, because one of our own made a book but 
the industry did do some stuff uh, over the last uh, couple of days, and I thought, you know what, why don't we talk a little bit about, I guess, the Game Award nominees. Um, you know, like this little bit of thing. Um, I'm not, obviously, we can't go over all of them. However, there is one, and we'll put the uh, link in the chat. Uh, so people can see the various things. If you want to vote, which I encourage everybody to do because it's cool, go to uh, Game Awards. Uh, it's thegameawards.com. Um, not hard to get there. Uh, but I want to talk about the best family set, the best family game um, category because um, it's the most relevant to us. And we can all make a choice um, and see where we go. So best family game. Um, I know some people like to say it as a pejorative that this is the best Nintendo game, but like, sorry, Nintendo puts out family-friendly games. Like, make family-friendly games, and you'll maybe make some family-friendly games. Like, Um, there are lots of wholesome games out there, but the big problem is that the Game Awards does not tend to um, nominate a lot of like smaller indie games obviously a lot of people don't think of smaller indie game a lot of people don't think about smaller indie games when they think about family games like and this is a branding it's issue because nintendo has been drilled into the into our heads for so long as being the family thing you don't think about all these indie games like how many games from that cozy direct could have possibly been on this list but um i am not part of the voting public i don't get to nominate so i get to vote based on what they put up there so here are their nominees True. Um, and honestly, I think it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good batch. So, uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land from HAL Laboratory and Nintendo, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Nintendo mm. Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. These are all bangers. Yeah, I mean, all of them are bangers. Like, exactly. Like, it's... Okay, there are some indie games that could probably exist that should be on this list, but it's not like any of these are pretenders to the throne. Um, these are all great video games that came out. I can say that with certainty. I have played all of them. Um, the vote coming out of this house, um, strongly influenced by my middle son, um, is Splatoon 3. Because Splatoon 3 is very, very good. Although I would put my money That's on legit. Kirby if I was not being... Um, if I was not being coerced into uh, voting for Splatoon. Because um, Kirby, I mean, that's the best Kirby game of all time. And that says something. Um, mm-hmm. what, do you th- what do you think, Amanda and John? You guys have opinions on any of these? <laughs> oh, I have opinions on everything. That's why you keep me around, right? Yeah. <laughs> the only only one I played was Star Wars, Lego Star Wars, obviously. Um, but all of the like everything i've seen of all of them is amazing so this is a hard year it's yeah. a tough it's a hard year. year yeah yeah it's a really tough year because all of these games are fantastic i could not begin to tell you what is going to win with this i think it is likely going to come down to the big three here will be kirby Lego Star Wars and Splatoon 3. Mm-hmm. Mario and Rabbids is great, but it's a very, very specific audience. Yep. And as family-friendly as it is, there aren't a ton of kids that are going to be playing Mario and Rabbids, like, looking for that sweet, sweet XCOM hit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true, very true. I wonder how many people voting for this are going to pick, um, are going to look at this and p- 
pick Mario plus Rabbids specifically because it's technically an Ubisoft game and not a Nintendo game. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That might be part Maybe. of the meta with this voting. Uh, either way, how about this? If someone told me that these were the five games they bought for their kids this year, um, I would say that this was probably an A-plus year, year uh, worth good of year. games. Um, and frankly, oh, even yeah. if you only got one of them, I think this is uh, these are really good. All of them uh, were on our holiday gift guide in one shape or, shape or form. Um, and many of them yeah. will be competing for our uh, end-of-the-year awards. So, um, so. There we go. Um, and so we'll talk about we'll talk about the game of the year nominee as well. Um, just just to, because why not? Um, it gives me an opportunity to make hot takes, right? And who doesn't like hot takes? So the game of the year nominee is a Plague Tale Requiem from Asobo Studio. Uh, definitely one for the grown-ups. Um, Elden Ring, which we've talked about. God of War Ragnarok, which we have talked about today. Horizon Forbidden West, which we have spoken about. Stray, indie game coming in out of nowhere. Um, mm -hmm. And Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which really caught me off guard. Um, Very interesting. Uh, Well-deserved, by the way. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is a really, really fine role-playing game. There's no way it's going to win. In the face of no. the in no. the face of Elden Ring and Ragnarok, <laughs> but you know what? Listen, sometimes it's just great to be nominated, and yep. um, in the the juggernaut that is Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok, like I even kind of feel bad for uh, Horizon Forbidden West, which was also an immaculate video game. It's just there's really not much you can do about Elden Ring and God of War. Unless the two of them beat each other up and, like, Stray comes out of nowhere and just with the steel chair and... I don't know. Um, I don't think Stray will pull enough to get up. Yeah, man, there's those cat but, people, though. There's people that just really do love them some cats. Even though Stray I, no, was kind I of depressing. Stray. I played the whole thing uh, with Season of the Sea Witch. And it, it was amazing. It's beautiful. It's uh moving like it's it's a great game but like it ain't no that's, elden ring that's not kind of yeah God of War. yeah um yeah. so there we go i mean there are a whole lot of other categories this is a big show i mean i've i i, I will be streaming my reactions to that game um to that show when it is out um and so uh, I don't know if I'll be dressing up this year. I probably will. Last year I dressed up famously as the Swedish chef. I don't know if anybody else remembers. Um, but I so will. Which one is your uh, your game of the year? Oh, my from game of the year. List. From that list. From, from that, that list. list. I mean, from that list, I, I I would tend to lean towards God of War Ragnarok. I really loved Elden right. Ring. What I played of it, but there's something about Kratos. Uh, that yeah. just speaks to me. But we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if Elden Ring carries it away. Um, Amanda? Uh, it's likely going to be Elden Ring. That's probably my yeah. vote. I haven't played a Plague Tale Requiem. I loved a Plague Tale Innocence. Mm -hmm. I'm going. I'm planning on playing Requiem over my winter break. I also plan on crying a lot. Yeah. That's in our beautiful series, but like very mature game uh-huh yeah yeah that one hurts to play innocence hurt yeah yeah but so it was like it was a i haven't played hurt. them they're on my list but i haven't played them yet. just buckle up and have there. the tissues i'll get there yeah 
that is what I've heard as well. I'm, I, I, we're going to wrap up relatively soon. I have some sick kids. So, yeah. um, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to skip the Nintendo indie showcase. Um, <clears throat> Nintendo did a whole showcase that made a bunch of Nintendo fanboys mad because it was all cozy games. Last time <clears throat> it was all farming <clears throat> games. Now it was literally Amanda dot showcase. Um, yes, in fact, it was. And it was just started. Thanks, Nintendo. <laughs> and they finish it off with Sports Story, which is not a cozy game. But th- I think they figured Sports Story would bring everybody back because people have been wanting that. But whatever. Um, we will talk about that soon. Or we will talk about the games as they release because a lot of them coming out over the next uh, six months or so. Um, but, Amanda, tell us about the Civ 6 update because I thought Civ 6 was done. I also saw, thought Civ 6 was done. I have been lamenting Civ 6 for like so long yeah. and and I'm like when do I get more Civ y'all? And then as it turns out, I get more Civ soon because yeah. they're they announced this update. And it's a leader pass essentially where they're going to have I think what? 6 new leaders yep. or something like that. 12 6 new leaders, new leaders 12, 12 new, new leaders, leaders and 6 personas. So I, I'm very tempted, like Sarah and I have been talking about this, and we're like, what if, hear me out, what if we played Teddy Roosevelt against Abe Lincoln? What if we did it? Wow. I mean, there's no cops. It's going to be wrecking America. We're gonna have, we're coming back hot and heavy, I guess, on uh, on Twitch over sure. the uh, over the Christmas break. So... Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's new leaders, it's new content. It, we haven't had new content in quite some time, which is why Sarah and I don't stream Civ anymore because we're like, eh, you know, I can't really like. Yeah, I mean, I've done so much historical research. So for those that don't remember, I used to run on my channel, Ready Player Mama. Um, I used to run this show called uh, Wreck in History, where we played Civ and we talked about history. Essentially, remember how when we were talking about Pentiment, I was telling you it was a history. Yeah, that one's so, so I mean, it all tracks. It all comes back. Yeah. So yeah, this this is so wild to me because I, you and I were just waiting for a Civ Seven announcement because I mean, Civ honestly, is one of the big, yes, one of the biggest franchises in gaming. Unquestionable that there will be a Civ Seven. Like, come on. Um, but that's what we were waiting for. Like when I saw Civ hit my new, hit my Twitter feed, I was like, oh, it's time. Is it time? Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't. But then it's it kind of is at the same time because we get a new. I mean, it's it's a battle pass for Civ, which is great. Um, they basically what they the only mistake they made was not already pre-authorizing uh, Amanda's credit card. That's the only mistake they made with this announcement. Like, why is she got to even go through the steps, guys? Just take the money. It's just easier. Just take my money. It's okay. I'm um, I'm always gonna pay it to you for access. Exactly. I got you. Exactly. I'm a um, one woman show. Exactly. Why not? Um, hey, who wants to feel old today? Oh. <laughs> this one's Fine. gonna this one's gonna I'm sting. <laughs> I hate to tell you, this one's gonna sting. Um like how much is it gonna hurt me? Oh, this is this is gonna, gonna do me a violence? This is oh, I'm definitely choosing violence today. Twenty one years ago today, November fifteenth, two thousand and one. Which by the way, two thousand and one, twenty one years ago. Um, which is kind of terrifying, which means old enough to drink in the United States. Uh, Halo Combat Evolved for one Xbox. I played that in high school. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Uh, There we go, folks. Um, So if you want to feel old today, 21 years ago, 
Halo Combat Evolved. Um, mm-hmm. Man, what a franchise, right? Like oh, such yeah. a the, 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 responsible. I'm still for... waiting for co-op. I'm still waiting for co-op on the new Halo game because I still haven't played the damn campaign yet because they haven't given me co-op campaign. Uh, that was like I'm waiting. Two, that was like two weeks ago. So you're good. Did they really? Yeah. Was it two weeks ago? I mean, two oh, weeks yeah. ago is like it's the biblical two weeks ago like it was already but like i some amount of time ago oh okay i i, I thought that i was still waiting on it no because they they released it along with the winter content patch and the forge but co-op is there the thing that is why people really aren't talking about it a lot is um that they canceled the split screen co-op it's now only online but i think that was fine because i think yeah, no couch playing. i mean Listen, I think they they kind of overpromised on the couch co-op. That's I mean, come on. fine. Come on. It's, it's okay. A, how it's are gonna you, happen? I mean, I, I I was like, guys, as soon as they were like, yeah, it's cool. We're gonna we're gonna make a Halo game that's gonna run on the Xbox One. Uh, that's gonna be a fully open world game, and we're gonna give you split screen. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, fair enough and fair I enough. mean, listen when when the warlords say make split screens co-op you do as the warlord says sometimes the warlord gives orders that are bad so um what are you gonna do right um they tried their hardest but now but at least we're getting online co-op and that is out now um and the forge people are already doing some pretty wild stuff um from what i okay so all right anyway so there we go halo combat evolved 21 years old which is Old Absolutely to crazy. Old enough to drink. So, uh, hey guys, we did it. We did do it. We made it. We through did the thing without an adult. Uh, Linda was not here, so we did this without adult supervision. I don't Fair know. Yeah, that, m- mom's not here. Yeah, mom's, mom's not, not here. here. That's fine. <laughs> well, she mom's in the chat. She snuck in there. I forgot to I acknowledge her. her. Um, I forgot to acknowledge She's her. She's giving me some love about my book. Well, of course she did. Yeah. Um, so. Because we are all going to perpetually... Oh, she was watching. She's there. Um, she, as long as she doesn't have to talk, she'll be fine. Because um, she can't right now. Um, obviously, everybody, we will be talking about this book in perpetuity and all of its siblings. I'm sure that there will be talk of it in our next issue with the magazine. And at least in our next newsletter. Which, if you don't subscribe for any of those things, stay tuned. Because we're going to be talking a whole lot more about our digital publications in 2023 um, because we do some really cool stuff. So everybody, I hope you have a wonderful night. We will be back in, I will be back. Will I be back? Yes, I will be back next week. It is the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I will likely be playing vampire survivors um, or Pokemon. I don't know. We'll decide in the community if anybody has opinions. Um, And then we will be back after Thanksgiving um, to talk about video games because we'll be back for another episode of the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. Everybody else, hope you have a great night. We will talk to you soon. Hope you enjoyed listening as much as the three of us enjoyed recording, which is a whole lot, so that's putting some pressure on you. True. Um, But um, until next time, John and Amanda, thank you. And y'all... Don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.
Music for the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast is Android Sock Up by Kevin McLeod. An audio production by Six Pack Nerds Productions.